What's going on, everybody? So I'm recording this on, um, typically we record this on Monday mornings because uh, me and RJ would get together to record before we go into the week. And then I take a day to edit them and release them on Tuesdays. But um, RJ actually got into an accident over the weekend, um, hit a deer. Um, everybody's fine. The car's a little bit messed up. Um, but RJ and his girlfriend are both doing okay. Um, but that being said, uh, I'm going to be recording this one solo today. So instead of diving into, uh, you know, just like a general conversation about me and RJ's weeks and everything like that, this episode is going to be pretty short. Um, and I'm just going to go over, um, actually like an Instagram caption that I'm writing for a post that I'm going to put out tomorrow. Well, I guess if you're listening to this today, it would be going out today and it's all about, um, how life, especially in your early 20s, isn't about chasing achievement um, and how you would be better off looking at character development or building like habits and routines in your early 20s than you would be to chase a plaque or a trophy. So um, here is a couple of the things that I wrote down, especially because these are big lessons that really hit me in my early 20s. I used to be somebody that was really focused on the plaques and and the trophies and the awards and the achievement medals and, you know, things that happened when I was in the military, when I was in high school, when I was in college. And then at some point I kind of realized that, um, you know, nobody actually really cares about those plaques um, or the awards. I mean, they might mean something to you and they might mean something to that small circle of people that nominated you for that thing. Um, but, I always kind of take it back to what did you do to earn that thing? How can you continue doing that that earned you the award in the future and then step your game up, right? Because winning the award is just the start of the journey. Uh, if you were winning an award for physical um, performance and then all of a sudden you stop working out as soon as you win the award because that's your peak – your body's going to gain a lot of weight. You're going to lose a lot of flexibility and you're not going to be able to sustain the lifestyle uh, that really made that award a thing. So here's five things that I listed out that are alternatives to chasing awards um, that can really help you build things in your early 20s. And I'm I'm saying build things in your early 20s because these are all things that I have focused on um, over the last five years. Uh, that have, I think, really led to where I'm at currently um, as far as my headspace and my routine on a daily basis, and then also the things that I just choose to engage in. Um, So the first one is dedicating yourself to being under somebody's mentorship. So I chose this one because I think it's important for people to know um, that getting a mentor isn't just to serve you. Getting a mentor is also to kind of force you um, to exercise some humility. Um, And when I say exercise humility, like the whole reason why um, a mentor forces you to do that is because by definition of asking for a mentor, you're admitting that you don't know something. And that's a great frame of mind to get into and understand and believe in as you're growing um, because one of, some of the worst places that you could be is in a place where you don't believe you need to learn anything else, that you think you have all the answers, that it's all internal and you don't need to go out and pursue any additional education 
or any outside advice before you make a decision, you're going to end up making a lot of stupid decisions. And I'm saying that from personal experience. There's a, was a time in my life where I wasn't super focused on pursuing mentorship and it did not end super great. I mean, it just wasn't, um, trying to think of a good way to describe it. It was like walking around, um, without a flashlight in pitch black. Right. And just trying to convince myself like, Oh, my eyes will adjust. My eyes will adjust. Um, and consistently running into trees and branches, but then asking for mentorship was literally just getting a, a flashlight handed to me and it all ended up working out. Um, so the second one is don't shy away from therapy. Um, this helps to develop self-acceptance and so many other amazing traits. And the reason why I said this is because there's so many people that I talk to that say, oh, and when I say therapy, I'm saying, you know, like clinical counseling, having a therapist, having somebody to talk to that helps you sort through your life and the different things that you're dealing with emotionally, uh, mentally, physically. Um, and the reason why I say this is because I talk to so many people that just seem to, for whatever reason, think that going to therapy is is a weakness, right? That having somebody to talk to or needing somebody um, like that um, makes you a weak person or means that you don't have friends. Um, I've heard all different sorts of excuses um, between, you know, the excuses that I used to tell myself in my brain um, all the way to people that I really respect um, not wanting to partake in it because they thought that they were above it. Um, and so this one is important for me because if you can develop a positive relationship with a therapist um, and you have the opportunity to do so, whether it's through like better, um, I forget what the name of the website is. I think betterment. No, maybe that's a retirement fund. Um, I'll have to, I'll have to do some research and look into the app, but I know that there's apps, um, that you can do stuff, um, that you can, that you can have therapy sessions with or finding a local one, um, to, to just work with and even just diving in and studying, why therapy is positive. Look into cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, um, and just dive down those rabbit holes and educate yourself, research, um, and understand why that field is so important. Um, the third one is doing hard stuff intentionally. Um, for most people, the easiest way to do this is like working out. Um, and it, you really want to engage in difficult tasks intentionally and with purpose. Um, and the difference is between a task that just shows up in your life and forces you to engage with it. Um, it's not necessarily always pleasant, especially if it's super difficult, but if you can find something that you know is going to be difficult and you choose to engage with it, there's a big difference. You choosing to engage with it sets your mind up for success and forces you to grow. Whereas like when that hard situation shows up and it kind of takes you by surprise, you're more likely to be inside of like a fight or flight response when you're dealing with that situation. So that whole reasoning behind engaging with hard stuff on purpose is to condition your nervous system um, so that when other difficult things pop up in your life that are unexpected, you're already kind of used to dealing with that level of stress. That's kind of like the easiest way I could think of um, to break that one down. Uh, the fourth one is building a mindfulness practice. So this will make your mind more resilient to coming back to baseline. There's actually, uh, and when I say coming back to baseline, I mean like coming back to a state of calm 
after um, experiencing uh, an influx of emotion, whether that's anger or even, I mean, it could be joy, right? Um, any any emotion that drives you away from your baseline, um, mindfulness is something that actually helps you bring that down. So what do I mean by mindfulness? I'm talking meditation practice. I'm talking walks in the woods. I'm talking walks wherever you are, right? Um, breathing practices, breath work, um, taking a pause in the middle of the day to make eye contact with yourself in the mirror and give yourself a positive affirmation. You know, all of these different types of practices, um, if you engage with them and you start researching them and you just get interested in them, I'm not saying you need to have a perfect mindfulness routine in your 20s. That's a lifelong journey. You're not going to have a perfect routine when you start. Um, I've been at it five years and I am nowhere near having a perfect routine. I know so many people that have been doing it for so much longer that are so much more calm and in tune with themselves. And it's just, that's the beautiful part of it though. It's practice. It's something that you do every day for the rest of your life and you continuously get better at it. But if you don't start by just getting interested in it and trying to figure it out, you're never going to get to a place where it actually integrates into your life. So that's another thing is, is just start building it. Start experimenting with, you know, even just YouTubing different mindfulness meditations, guided meditations. Um, some of my favorite ones happen to be yoga nidra or non-sleep deep rest meditations. Those seem to really help me a lot. But work on building that into your life and exploring it with yourself. Um, there's actually some really cool studies about people that meditate versus people that don't meditate and their brains. Um, and they exposed these individuals, these two different groups of individuals to different, um, stressors. And then they scanned their brains to kind of watch and see what happened afterwards. And it turns out that the people that were meditators that had been meditating for a long period of time, after being exposed to stress, their brain would return to baseline within five minutes. Whereas the people that got exposed to stress that had not um, done all that mindfulness practice, their brains were elevated for longer periods of time. So uh, there's definitely benefits. Mindfulness will help you reach baseline um, and get you back down to normal um, a lot quicker. And you don't have to take any meds. You know, it's just something that you practice on a daily basis and it literally wires your brain to be able to be calmer quicker. Okay, so this last one is make and keep promises to yourself. This is huge. I think that this one um, actually kind of plays into all of the rest of them um, because if you can't make a promise to yourself and follow through on that promise to yourself, it's going to be really, really hard for you to form deep relationships and trust other people because you can't even trust what your own self is saying. And and so what do I mean by this, Right. Um, anytime you make a commitment to yourself, whether it's, I'm going to go to this family event, I'm going to work out today, I'm not going to eat this today, I'm going to do this, blah, 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 but it could be a long laundry list, all the way down to a simple of, I need to do laundry in the next 10 minutes, right? If you don't start building up and following through on those thoughts, when you say, hey, okay, I'm going to do this, consciously I'm telling myself I'm going to follow through on this. And you have two choices when it comes time to put the laundry in the washer, right? Do you stay on the couch and do you continue scrolling or you get up off and you go put the laundry in the dryer? Um, the more often that you choose to not put the laundry in the dryer, um, 
the less likely it will be that you'll follow through with yourself on bigger things that you're trying to commit to. So that's my message there. You want to develop a habit where when you get a thought, you immediately start thinking about, okay, I'm going to follow through on this. How am I going to go about following through on it? And then actually do it. Um, you can't just sit there and think about the things that you're going to follow through with yourself on. Nothing will ever get done. Um, so that's my fifth one is make sure that you start to build that trusting relationship with yourself. Um, because I can't speak to how important that is, um, whether you're an entrepreneur or really anything else over the years, you're going to encounter situations where it's going, you're going to test your faith in yourself. Um, and if you don't have that foundation built, it's going to make it a lot harder. So, um, just as a quick recap, um, the five things that I recommend that you focus on if you're in your early 20s right now listening to this. And I guess even, you know, anywhere else inside of your life, um, these principles can apply. Um, the first one is dedicating yourself to being under somebody's mentorship to help develop humility. Sh don't shy away from therapy. Do hard stuff intentionally to develop grit and strength. Build a mindfulness practice to help build resilience to stress. And make and keep promises to yourself so that you can continue to form deep and meaningful relationships with other people. All right, everybody. Um, I'm going to hop off. This is a short, short episode, just kind of me monologuing. Um, hopefully you enjoyed this. Um, keep an eye out on Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok. I'm back on TikTok. We'll be posting a lot more content here um, as I'm going to be trying to get a lot more interviews. And then if you know of anybody that should be a guest on the show, or you think that um, you know a topic really stands out and you want us to explore it further, feel free to email me at yan, J-A-N, at chasetheapex.com or rj at rj at chasetheapex.com. Have a good one.